Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is on the air. Never send to know for whom the bell tolls. It tolls for thee. Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum is a call to arms for those American patriots who, in the tradition of our founding fathers, will stand up now to defend the Constitution and the liberties that it guarantees to each citizen, to each of us. That is our mission, to explain in a clear and concise manner the direct effect of each issue on the individual, on you personally not some anonymous being in a distant place, and to define in no uncertain terms the consequences of inaction. Let the battle begin. This is Dr. Dan, and we are back with Howard Hutchinson. Well, that is what Marxism is, is it not? It is the ability for a government to tell you what you want and what you may have. That's really it in a nutshell. Uh, And that's the interesting thing. Uh, In a free society, um, there is want and there's need. And the interesting thing in a free society, you have the ability to get whatever you want by putting in the labor uh, in order to earn enough money to get what you want. It is not up to the government to prescribe for each individual what they need. You can have what you can have what you want because what you want is what you personally feel that you need. It's when the government can tell you this is all that you need. You do not need any more than that. That is when you are no longer free. Um, And that's the goal of these people. Like you said, a 500-square-foot cubicle in a high-rise is where they want you. Not for themselves, because we all know that socialism is for the people, not the socialists. That has been proven time and time again over many, many years. It's a lesson in history that we should never ignore. Those people in power are doing this because they they have a greed and they have a lust for power that is so in itself so overpowering that they feel they have the right to tell everyone else what to do. Uh, that's where they want us to go. And forest management is also part of this because if they can control our ability to use the forest and have access to the forest, and moreover, if they allow large areas of forest to burn, and to burn uncontrollably, we will be forced out of the rural areas, which is exactly what they want. They can't control us out here, but they sure can in that 500-square-foot cubicle in a megacity, and that's what they want. Edward Abbey uh, wrote a book called Desert Solitaire, and Edward Abbey was was kind of the inspiration for, for Earth, First, he wrote the uh, Monkey Ranch Gang. Um, In Desert Solitaire, he said that the primary reason for having wilderness is 
because every successful revolution against tyranny has always been conducted from the wilderness. And when you look back on history, he's exactly right. <laughs> when you when you look at the Israelites, when you look at uh, you you look at all of the, the human histories and and the fight to be free, it's all been conducted from wilderness. So he prescribed uh, several points uh, to affect total subjugation of the human race. And the first thing on that list was raise the wilderness to remove a base from which people could rebel against tyranny, which is real interesting <laughs> that he was the inspiration for Earth First and many of these environmental wackos uh, because they are feeding right into what he prescribed for tyranny to prevail. The other thing that he said was destroy the capacity of miners, ranchers, timber people, farmers, because those people can be self-sufficient. Those people can supply a revolution. So you destroy them. Third, you take all those people and move them into the urban centers where they can be bombed and strafed into submission. So somebody is taking his uh, admonitions uh, seriously <laughs> because that's exactly what's happening to us. This is Dr. Dan, and we are back with Howard Hutchinson. Well, that is the overall plan. As you know from looking at the Wildlands Project map, uh, there are just a few little scattered areas where humans are allowed to exist, and the rest of the United States is all prohibited or limit, limited use by humans, and that's all done with the Endangered Species Act and corridors between the different habitats, and wilderness areas where you're not supposed to tread. And that's what they're basically trying to do, exactly what you just described. And you're right, because people here where, where, where we live and people where you live are self-sufficient. You have to be self-sufficient to a great degree to be able to exist in a rural area. You don't have access to Uber or uh, delivery of food by a credit card, someone coming over and delivering food to your door, you have to go get it. And in many cases, you have to grow it. You have to be self-sufficient. And self-sufficiency in and of itself builds that feeling, that craving for independence. And that's why I'm so blessed to live where I live, because here we have many, many people uh, who are able to live independently. And they're proud of that. And they should be. And you're right, that is where revolutions start. And that's why they're so desperate to uh, prevent logging in our forests uh, and all these other rules against cattle, um, 
and against uh, feed cattle and feed crops and things of that nature. What they want to do is starve us out, burn us out, uh, drought us out, anything they can to make life here uh, less and less possible, less and less tenable, so they can get what they want, which has hurt us into that 500 square foot cubicle that you described. It is, uh, it's a sad state that we have moved into. Um, but again, uh, as I said earlier, uh, we're, we're headed for some hard times. And those people with those skills will survive and they will be hardened. And we will have another good turn of events following that cycle. Um, I, I, I'm sorry that my children and grandchildren are going to have to live through that. And I probably won't get to see the, the total calamity uh, as you will not either. <laughs> I would, I would uh, suspect. I hoping, Howard, I was hoping to be a participant. <laughs> we are participating and I, I, I'm given a little bit of optimism uh, by what I am seeing, uh, at least portrayed in, in some of the news that's out there, that people are standing up and they're saying, hey, wait a minute, what science? Hey, wait a minute. Why are you indoctrinating my kids? Hey, wait a minute. Why are you making me wear a mask when all the science says that it's ridiculous? Hey, wait a minute. You want me to get a vaccine that does what? Oh, it doesn't prevent me from getting the disease, um, can you explain what a vaccine is supposed to do? Um, I, you know, enough people are saying, hey, wait a minute. And from hey, wait a minute, it is only one short step to what I prescribe for people. And those are four words. I will not comply. Those are the four words that we need to hear over and over again now. I will not comply with your unconstitutional, immoral laws and regulations that steal my freedom from me. I will not comply has got to be the mantra of the people who first say, hey, wait a minute, because the next step is, I will not comply. Dr. Martin Luther King repeated that many times. And the, and the people that listened to him and marched and said, no, 
I am not sitting in the back of the bus. I am going to sit at this counter and eat my lunch. I am going to drink out of this fountain and there's nothing you can do to stop me. Um, that was the most perfect example of what it is going to take. Because at that point, when, when the people say, hey, wait a minute, and then go, no, not wait a minute, damn it, it ain't going to happen. So, um, so then the tea goes in the harbor. Um, people line up in the street uh, unarmed, facing muskets, get fired upon and killed. People say, oh, you want to come take our cannons? Oh, I don't think so. Come and take it if you think you can. So, yeah, and, and another analogy that I've, I've often used is, you know, to illustrate what we're talking about here is sometimes a friend of yours says, hey, Howard, why don't you shoot this gun? And I take the gun and I aim and I start squeezing on the trigger. But because I'm not familiar with the trigger on this particular gun, I don't know if it's a light trigger or if it's a heavy trigger. So I, you know, gently squeeze until it discharges. But because you're unfamiliar with the gun, you don't know exactly when that trigger is going to discharge that weapon. For the same reason, we don't know what pressure society gets to that the discharge takes place and people in masses say, we're not going to comply. It is the straw that broke the camel's back. You never know which that straw yeah. is going to be, but there will be one. And the accumulation of atrocities, and I call them atrocities, when you take away people's rights as prescribed in the Bill of Rights, you are committing atrocities. Uh, and as they mount up higher and higher, it is more and more strong on that camel's back. And eventually there will be one too many. And that's when the camel's back will break. And that's when what will happen. And that's that's kind of what happened in the American Revolution, as you so aptly pointed out, is there were atrocities by King George and his soldiers, and they got people more and more fed up. But again, even in that era, the country was divided about a third, a third, a third. A third were Tories, a third were revolutionaries, and a third didn't know which end was up. And, <laughs> And that that is uh, that was pretty interesting. And the other interesting thing is it really only took three percent of the nation to successfully wage uh, a war of independence against the tyrant. 
And believe me, all those atrocities, everything that those British soldiers were doing to us, they're being done all over again to us now in, in one form or another. But it comes down to the same thing. Those natural law rights are because God gave them to us when we were born. They are being infringed upon. They're being taken away. They're being taken away by a, a lawless, tyrannical government. They're being uh, made by corrupt politicians who go to Washington poor and come away enormously wealthy. And we have been betrayed by the one part of government that was supposed to protect us most, and that is the judiciary. The judiciary is complicit in this takeover of our nation because they have not stood up for our natural law rights as written down by our founders in the Constitutional Bill of Rights. You know, you, you utilized a word there uh, that I'm using more and more these days, and that is corruption. Once a government gathers unto itself vast treasure and utilizes that treasure to buy other human beings, the corruption proliferates. And so you talked about the one-third that were Tories. They were in direct, they were direct recipients of that government corrupted treasure and owed their livelihood and their position in, in society to the king. The other third that you said weren't really concerned about or know anything about what was going on at all, they were corrupted too. A lot of them were small merchants, small farmers, who had to sell to the corrupted one-third and weren't really sure that they wanted to bite the hands that feed them. The other third was the last survivor of the of the fight at Concord, the last living survivor of the fight at Concord. Fortunately, he was interviewed by an outstanding journalist who, who was a real journalist back way back when. And he asked him, you know, what was it? Uh, was it the taxes? Uh, was it the, the military? Uh, what was it that drove you to stand in a line with your fellow citizens against an army? And the guy looked at him and he said, freedom. And the reporter said, freedom, was, was that why you risked your life? Not for your property, not for your family, not, no, 
he said. It was for freedom. And that was it. So that one third, that uh, the one third that were the revolutionaries, they wanted one thing, freedom. And they got it. They won it. And they won it at great cost. And we are fiddling while it burns away. And that concludes another episode of Dr. Dan's Freedom Forum. Join the battle on our website, www.drdansfreedomforum.com. The right to own private property that cannot be arbitrarily confiscated by the government is the moral right and constitutional basis for individual freedom. 